Welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I'm your crime scene criminal, witnesses, Hastings, and maybe throw in a few more as we go, Danny. This is part five of The Mysterious Affair at Styles, which is a public domain murder mystery. We are, I don't know how far through it we are. I would say we're, get it, we're getting towards halfway through the book. Oh, but who knows but how fast I'll go. Exactly. We're or gonna, how slow I'll go. No, things are definitely going to change pacing-wise. So this is an episode five of six, or is it episode five Ooh. of 18? I'm going to call maybe seven. Ooh, Danny's calling it. Well, that's interesting. We've been investigating this murder. We know a woman died. She was most likely poisoned, strychnine. I mean, it seems pretty definitely definite. Definitely, that's what poisoning. the autopsy saying. had the autopsy. Strychnine poisoning. We're not quite sure how she got it. There's lots of these different methods of ingestion that were floating around. What have I discovered recently? We had this inquest. What are my notes there? It's well, fast acting, so it has to have happened right beforehand, right? That's predictably how it happened, but no one can see how that happened. We saw that Cynthia slept through the whole thing. I reckon she was drugged and somebody went through her room to deliver the poison. Seems likely. You also discovered her that... Her coffee the- is missing. Sorry, go on. You also discovered that the keys to the rooms are relatively interchangeable. Yes, anyone's key can pretty much open any room. Her coffee is missing because someone didn't want it to be found and tested for sleeping potion. They have potions in the 1910s, mm-hmm. right? Oddly enough, those that Cynthia, you know, has been in control of. At her dispensary, you know that she has given Mrs. Inglethorpe True. bromine powder, sleeping stuff. Yes. We also know that it was strychnine poisoning... And also that the victim had been drinking strychnine every day. This is also true. Which is insane. <laughs> Maybe she'd built up a tolerance to strychnine and that's why there were two sets of fits. The first one didn't take and they had to re-poison her because <laughs> she'd, you know, she'd built up a resistance. Something along those lines was the theory that Lawrence put forward, but the doctors rubbished it. Oh, we also know that Alf- someone similar looking to Alfred Inglethorpe at the very least, but people said it was Alfred Inglethorpe, went out and he bought a bunch of strychnine on Monday. Now, granted, yes, they did say it was Alfred Inglethorpe. The chemist who worked there had only worked there for two weeks. Wouldn't recognise him. No, not so much. Maybe you can forge a signature. He'd signed for it, but he claims, that's not my signature. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can see if that is his signature. I believe we may have. He had lots of evidence to show what his signature looked so like. So it definitely isn't Nothing his signature. Nothing like it. So someone just pretended to be him. And we also know that Dr. Ballastine looks a lot like Alfred. And also that Alfred is the most disguisable as man mm. that the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, I wear a big hat and a bushy hair and a big beard and funny glasses. That's mm-hmm. how you know it's me. <laughs> It's as if someone needed to dress up as Groucho Marx. It would be incredibly I easy. I picture Groucho Marx. You go Marx, to a $2 store so. and you buy Groucho Marx mm-hmm. glasses. So <laughs> it could have been anybody, but also Bowerstein looks like Alfred. Bowerstein works with Cynthia. No, Mary. Mary. They're Bowers- friends. They're friends. That's what I meant. I went works with her in, as in, you know, conspires together. Oh, with, okay. And was around randomly at 5 a.m. Mm. Just hanging out and like, oh, I have insomnia. Yeah. Was somebody regularly taking sleeping? Uh, Mrs. Inglethorpe Mrs. Inglethorpe was, was as, but she had was run that out. what the strychnine was for? No, those that's are completely unrelated. separate things. Okay, that's why I'm getting confused with my notes. She had run out a few days ago, right? Yes. And this was the powder that we found that had finished two days ago. Correct. Was that? Okay, good. That's the sleeping powder. And apparently, her last dose of strychnine. It's, I've got my notes here that said her last dose was last night, mm-hmm. but she had missed a dose before. Yes, Monday night, the night before the murder, she was all up and about doing stuff in town. She forgot to take her usual dose. That would have been when she would normally have taken that last dose and needed a refill on Tuesday. But instead, she finished the bottle on Tuesday. It feels so important and so irrelevant mm-hmm. at the same time. 
And then, and then we got Alfred in and he didn't answer any questions. He was like, no, I'm Alfred. Blah, 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 blah. I've written very mean things about Alfred in my notes. And as you're pondering this, everyone has filed out of the inquest room, but Jap comes up That's to right, you. That's right, Inspector Jap is here. He's yeah, he, the... was, he was lurking in the background, watching old friends saying, oh, do you remember me? I remember you. Yes, of course. Oh, why, Mr. Poirot. That is not how you pronounce my I'm name. I'm sorry, it's been like 14 years, apparently. Really? I haven't seen Jap for 14 yes, years. Yes, at least uh, around that, yes. So I've read a lot of later Poirots, and Jap is, you know, he's just a classic character. He's always hanging around. He represents the Scotland Yard police, you know. He is the Lestrade to Poirot's Sherlock Holmes. Sure. So what are you doing here, Jap? You here for investigating murder? We got a tip through, you know, the doctor, messaged the coroner, messaged us. It all came out that there was a big murder case down here and it caught our interest. I got a handle. Don't even worry about it. Unless you got in- extra information because I do not have this handled. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty well handled to me. We've already written up an arrest warrant for Alfred Inglethorpe. You reckon, though, that wasn't he? Why would he fake sign it? And he's so easy to be disguised as. Surely it could have been anybody else who went up and did that buying of poison, why not Dr. Bowerstein? Well, then why wouldn't he say where he was on the Monday evening when it happened? He was having an affair with the wife at the Rakes Farm. Oh, there's no such... Thing as affairs? Wait, is this a thing? Yeah, 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 he's been seeing the wife at the Rakes Farm. He doesn't want to admit he was there because that would maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how laws work in 1910, maybe it would invalidate the whole marriage. I don't know how that's going on. Goodness, we need someone to see if we've got any proof of that. Yeah, maybe. If that... you could find me proof, I'd be, woohoo, that'd be great because, for me. Because, holy crap, if we arrest him and then <laughs> instantly someone comes forward and says, no, I was with him the whole time. You'll have egg all on your face. That would be quite embarrassing. The call, whole... They will call you egg face Jap for the rest of your life. For all we know, the whole case would get thrown out. I don't know how police works. You probably should. You're police work works. It's your job. So what I was going to do, I was going to have a quick investigation of the house, and we were going to look at some supplementary locations. This, uh, this Cynthia, she works at a hospital, I believe. She does. We were going to go and examine that. Good plan. But I suppose we should also send someone to go check out this Rakes Farm. Yeah, I reckon you send someone to check out the Rakes Farm. You really, really put the, put the, put the, put the boot into him. No, don't do that. Oh, no, please. Uh, really just ask him some questions. Don't let him say, say no. As in, you know, really just press and make sure they, they're they not lying. And maybe I'll go to the hospital. Okay. As long as that is within the context of this book and Danny isn't going to have to wing an entire st- new storyline. Well, it's an interesting point because Poirot does indeed do that. Hastings does not. So it does oh, happen. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to... But do you know what happens there? Yeah. Or is it like cut out of the book? No, no, it's all good. I mean, oh, he, he explains it afterwards, but yeah, we don't see. Oh, so this is one of those scenes where it's like Poirot says, I've got a lead to follow. Yeah. And then it doesn't tell you until the end of the book where he's like, when I followed that lead, here's what happened. I mean, not quite that extensive, oh, but more fine. or less. That's one of those interesting things that is hard to deal with with a public domain murder mystery. Because like, yeah, they want to not give you everything. Exactly. You know, okay, but I'm going to, if you know what happens, yes. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the hospital. All right. So we'll set off with all of that. Okay. I'm glad I get, I decided to do the thing. I mean, you told me what to do, but I'm glad I still decided which one to do the way Poirot did. So look at that. <laughs> Actually, Poirot does both. Damn it, Poirot! <laughs> Damn it! Well, I'm not oh, as... quite right. At this point, Poirot is just saying, oh, you do not want to arrest him. That will make you look like a moron. I've already nice. got proof. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I don't have the proof, though, because I didn't go to the farm myself. No, no. Well, I mean, actually, I think theoretically we, we did sort of have a m- mosey around that before. We did, but they were just like, now nah, get out of here, weren't they? Mm, I mean, no, that was when I went there, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So, Jap goes off to investigate the Rakes Farm, which is some distance away. It's like a couple of hours away from mm. Styles, So, it would, if he were there, be a complete 
wash for the time of the murder. Sure. Meanwhile, you go off to Cynthia's hospital. She is not there right now, but someone who is working there does indeed show you around a little bit. Well, let me think. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for here at Cynthia's hospital? What, what, what kind of thing that I could find here that would help the case? Because what? what are the mysteries here? You might recall that I, Hastings, told you that the day of the murder, a few of us went to visit her yes, at her and, hospital. Yes, and uh, Mrs. Inglethorpe didn't. That was when she no, was like, I'm right. going home. No, that's right. She wasn't there. But uh, me and the Cavendishes, we were all there. Did you do anything while you were there? Mostly just wander, chat. We went outside to talk. She did show us a little bit around her lab. We didn't really mess about with anything. We couldn't touch anything. The tea cabinet is very far away from the medicine cabinet. But you know what? There was a moment, now that I recall, it seemed very innocuous at the time, Cynthia had to call Lawrence to make sure that he was following us, that he was staying with us. Or call out to him. Yeah. Not, not, not ring no, him no. up. He there was are just, no phones in this lag, universe. He was lagging behind. Like, exactly. Come on, Lawrence. Interesting. So I should see if he took anything, if anything's missing. Hmm. Can I check? Do they have an inventory that I could check against what their current inventory actually is? Uh, not that you are allowed access to. Ah, no one helps the Belgian detective. What you do have on you, as you always have in your trusty possession, you've got some dusting materials. I'm dusting for prints? That's wild. Okay, let's do it. Can I dust for prints with my prints duster? Yes, you sneakily go around. You manage to distract the nurse who's been showing you around by pretending to lose your hat out a window or some crazy thing like that. So that gives you a bit of alone time because it flew to an area that only staff can access. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you go straight to the poison cabinet. Mm. You take a look around, you do some dusting, and you find some fingerprints, a bit of a blurry mess, but definitely one set over the top of the others. And a bottle of strychnine. Oh my gosh, a strychnine bottle. So I find someone's fingerprints on the bottle. Mm. So that gives us a new source of strychnine other than whoever bought right. the strychnine from... Because who... What? There's a lot of strychnine going on I in this story. Say, well, here's, a, here's a thing. Here's a question I have. Yeah. I want to say that Alfred said, oh, I didn't buy that strychnine. Yep. But then Alfred also said, I'm buying the strychnine to poison a dog. Or is that what the no, person told No, that's what the chemist me? said. So the chemist said someone came up and said, I'm buying strychnine to poison a dog. Yep. But that must have been a lie because they were pretending to be Alfred. So they must have bought the strychnine specifically for the murder. Meanwhile, in Cynthia's place, I have found a separate source of strychnine that has clearly been tampered with. Enough, I'm assuming, to kill a person. Medicinal strychnine, as you heard at the inquest, it would actually take a buttload. Yeah. Like, it would take a whole bottle's worth. So this feels more like somebody dealing with the whole missing a dose thing or something odd there. Like, does this seem like someone could have stolen enough strychnine from this bottle to kill a person? In its current form, the form that you're looking at it right now, that seems very unlikely unless they had some weird mad scientist thing going on where they could mix the strychnines better. Do you think you could treat the strychnine to make it more deadly? Oh, there are definitely things that you can do to up concentrations of things. Well, yeah, I suppose. As far as you can tell, the bottle does not look like all of the super potent strychnine has been sapped out of it and taken somewhere else. Mm. But definitely someone's been handling the strychnine. But again, you're not a scientist. What do you know? Well, I could ask ask a scientist, but the scientist probably killed him. (laughs) Huh. That's interesting. Somebody stole the will as well, didn't they? Somebody burnt a will. Well, I found the burnt remnants of a will, yeah. but I also found that when I came back to the purple dispatch case, somebody Someone had opened had it and broken it. in, and I'm pretty sure that's where 
Yeah, because I know that Will, when he wit... Sorry, this is so confusing. <laughs> the gardener's apprentice, Will, when he witnessed the will being signed, witnessed that will <laughs> going into the Purple Dispatch case. But that may also be the last will and testament thing that I found in the fire. She may have taken that, taken upstairs, somebody else burnt it, but then why would someone then break into the purple case? This feels like multiple people, right? I've got like two possible sources of strychnine. I've got two people looking for a will, one person who found it and burnt it, one person who didn't know that was true because otherwise why would they break into the purple dispatch case and rummage around for it? Maybe this is one of those ones where two people were trying to murder... Mrs. Inglethorpe at the same time and one of them succeeded and the other one failed. Like, two people working independently or two groups working independently. I don't know. There's a bit of, like, overlap in those sorts of things, you know? Why get two sources of strychnine? Why double attack a will? Like, that sort of stuff. So that's interesting. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's interesting. Mm. No, they're good questions. All right. So I think that's about it as far as the hospital goes. Would you like to return to the house, meet up with Jap? Let's meet up with Jap. Let's see if he's got any, if he needs any help over at the Rakes Farm. Oh, no, he's already, he's long done with the Rakes Farm. Oh, if Jap's at the house, I'll go to the house. Yep. You walk up the very long driveway, giving you plenty of time to chat. And Jap says, well, it was exactly as you said. Around the area, we found no fewer than five witnesses who could guarantee that Alfred Inglethorpe was there on Monday night when the strychnine was being bought. No, I have one. I just have one question. Mm -hmm. I just have one. You say guarantee. Do we mean guarantee, guarantee? Faces, or... names, signatures, affidavits, everything. Okay. <laughs> he was off signing. So, no, I thought he said he was walking around town signing affidavits saying, I'm definitely here in town. Uh, okay, cool. So they're, they're 100%. This was the easiest alibi in history. Okay. Definitely at the farm. Do mm. I trust this? How good a from from my memory is he a good is he a good detective? Yeah, he's great. Okay, cool. I'm going to trust Jap. <laughs> he trusts you implicitly. When Poirot says, "I don't know if you should be arresting him," it's another police officer who says, "What a stupid idea, you stupid old man." And Jap <laughs> says, "No, no, no, no. If this were anyone else, but it's Poirot, I'm paying attention." Really, after 14 years uh. not knowing me, that's so nice. I wish I had friends like that. I should go find someone I haven't talked to for 14 years and see if they trust me implicitly. <laughs> now, I've also been thinking along this time a few things about the inquest. I, I've made a couple of notes. There seemed to be some people whose testimony was... I don't know, I feel like I had some questions about it. It just seemed a little odd. Did you notice that? Yes, but you go first, Mr. Jap. Well, that, that Lawrence fellow, did you notice anything peculiar about him? Oh, there was something peculiar about Lawrence, wasn't there? Came up with that whole, all practice, just a terrible accident theory. Yeah, wild. He was like, maybe it was an accident. <laughs> that seems crazy. Was he the one who told me about the fact that she'd been drinking strychnine every night? And then yes. they had to say, come on, Lawrence, man, that's not how it that's works. That's not how medicine works. Yeah. So he was trying to really deflect from it being a murder. That, that puts a little bit of suspicion on him. Yes. Now, I, I could understand if a layman were to make this sort of... Error? No miscalculation no pre like prediction now uh, what what did you what did he say that his job was again this he's Mr. a doctor well he had trained to be a doctor but he quit because he's trying to make it as a poet and yet he was completely wrong about how the strychnine worked i guess he didn't train very well mm. or he's deliberately lying mm, i see and uh this mrs cavendish mary i i don't know how much i trusted hers either now, Mary, she said that she woke up at 4.30 a.m. when she heard a big thud? No, she always wakes up at 4.30. Ah. And she happened to hear a big thud. So she says she wakes up early, 
Um, what do you find so odd about her waking up early, Jan? Oh, it's not so much about the waking up early. It just seems... Well, first of all, she was very obstructive about this whole arguing thing. Mm, didn't want to talk about this let-me-see-it argument that she had with, with Mrs. Inglethorpe before her death. Mm. Not only that, I don't know. Perhaps it's just me. It seems a mite peculiar that this loud bang... It, w it was loud enough to catch her attention and nobody else's? Yeah, it is a bit odd. She was on the opposite side of the yes, building. Quiet. You'd think if, if it was... Well, I suppose Cynthia says that she slept through the whole thing. Mm. I believe that she may have been drugged and Alfred Inglethorpe wouldn't have been there at all. No, he wasn't. But still strange. Well, you know what? We're going up to investigate the house now, so it only seems fair that we can investigate a little more as we go through it. Mm. So... Jap is going to go up. He's going to take a look at this bedroom where the murder happened. Now, you say that someone uh, broke into this room at some point as well while you were conducting interviews? Yes, the whole room was ransacked. And this must have taken place over, what, only a few minutes? Just a very brief window. I would think so, yes. Hmm. Well, someone's taking risks. Just to be safe, I'll have someone stationed here at all times. Good plan. Now, uh, these doors, you say they were locked, bolted. What was the situation again? The doors were bolted from the inside. Okay, and who can verify that? Well, I suppose the maids? The people who broke into the room? When Hastings and the crew tried to tried to enter the room, they, f they found all these doors bolted mm. and, and stopping their entry. Oh, how easy is it to tell whether a door is locked or bolted? I suppose if you have a key for the door, you can see, but if you don't, maybe it would be about the same either way. Hmm, intriguing. They were definitely bolted when I arrived. Oh, yes, okay, that's good to know. Although one of them had a strange piece of green fabric in it. Huh. Any so, idea what this is, Jap? Let's see. It doesn't look like an ordinary piece of clothing. It looks a bit more heavy duty than a normal dress. Curious. But this means clearly the bolt has been tampered with at some point. Yes, and this isn't the door through which they broke in. They broke through the door from Alfred's room, I believe. All right, so that one was definitely bolted. This one... Who can say? No, they tried. The door may have only been locked. And if so, someone could have used that door to go in, commit the murder, go out, and perhaps while there was distraction in the room during the fit, just bolt it quietly bolt it to show that there was no entry. Interesting. This definitely seems worth keeping in mind. Especially if Cynthia had been drugged to be sleepy, anybody could have made it through. Because, Jap, I don't know if you've noticed, but these keys, a jingle, 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 operate in most doors. So they're saying that someone has to have had a key, drugged Cynthia, and therefore knew that they would be able to sneak through her room into Mrs. Inglethorpe's. Yes. This is very interesting. Good work. Good, good, good work. I was going to say, did you say work? <laughs> As you're doing this after you leave, and Jap is waiting by until he can get someone to be on standby in this room, 24-hour surveillance, Lawrence comes up to you. G'day, Lawrence. I don't have a voice for Lawrence. Make him sound like this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm Lawrence. All right. <laughs> all right, that's your Lawrence. That's how all poets sure. sound. No, that's fine. Um, look, I was just, I noticed there's been a lot of investigating, a lot of sleuthing, and I thought there's got to be something I can do to help. I, I looked in a flower pot. Downstairs. You looked in a what are you talking about? I, oh, I was looking in a flower pot. Lawrence! I thought, you know, something might be helpful. This is actually one of those things that Poirot sort of prompted him to do. Was it go point. look in a flower pot? <laughs> prompted him to try to find something. 
Oh, why would he do that? Okay, that's yes. fine. Well, I found this, and he presents to you a coffee cup. <gasps> coffee, coffee, coffee cup. Coffee cup in a flower pot, flower pot, coffee cup. This could be a clue. This must be, um, well, I suppose. Where was this flower pot? Downstairs, in the drawing room. Drawing room, whatever. The coffee drinking the room. The coffee drinking room. Ooh. So this could be Cynthia's. Because there was a missing cup that didn't match. Because Cynthia, we know Cynthia's cup was missing because she didn't take her coffee with milk and all the others had milk. Or Are you telling Lawrence like this? No, I'm talking about Lawrence. Okay, shut up. Get out of here, Lawrence. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so I've got now a cup which could be tested to see if there was sleeping potion put into it. But first, Lawrence, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. You were trained as a doctor. Mm -hmm. Surely you know that the kind of strychnine people take medicinally couldn't lead to their poisoning via strychnine. He goes a little bit pink. Well, you never know things. I mean, you do change. know. I mean, no, human biology, it's very complicated. Chemistry, complex. That's Did somebody get to you, Lawrence? Very confusing. Are you covering for somebody? No. Did you do the murder? No. Do you know who did? No. Tell me a poem. What? Give me a poem. You're a poet. Give no, me a poem. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Damn. I, yeah. I, I, that's about the sound he makes. Right, get out of here, he stutters. He flushes a little bit. He leaves. Does it seem like he was lying? No, I don't know Lawrence well enough. Maybe. Didn't look great. Probably covering for someone. Who does Lawrence have? Let me Google, not Google. Let me check my notes. Everybody at home, I don't Google these things. Let me check my notes to see if I wrote anywhere that Lawrence is like, I have a huge crush on Cynthia. No giant crush that I've written down. I can ask around the house if he has a giant crush on anybody, but I'll leave that. I've got this, this coffee now. Can I get this tested? Can I go back to a lab somewhere? Do yeah, I absolutely. Send it off to the lab. I'll you've send been, it off to the lab. You've been sending other stuff to the lab, right? Good, I'll send it off to the lab. What has been sent to the lab so far? I mean, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> You can send whatever you want. Let's just get a good list of this. Now, one thing that you might have forgotten, there was a piece of old blotting paper of some sort or some sort of paper that was yes. used to cover up the will as it was being signed. That's right. I did check. I did send that off That the was being analysed. Anything else? Did I send any candle grease to the lab? I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think I sent anything else. Do you want to? I could send her the dregs of her cocoa and rum. Yep. Good idea. See if that had anything in it. Oh, that's right. They tested that. Uh, that had already gone to the lab to be tested for strychnine and they didn't find any. They didn't find any. Which they said wasn't a surprise because it would taste gross. Yeah, true. How do you get someone to drink strychnine? You have bitter, you put it in coffee. But then she didn't have coffee. What time does she usually get up in the morning? No idea. No one brought her a morning coffee, did they? Like a 4am coffee, did they? No, it doesn't seem so. Are there why other... do you say she didn't drink a, she didn't drink coffee? Well, she did drink coffee. But it was because there was a pool of coffee on the floor uh, by the yes. window, as if it weren't drunk. Or maybe it was dropped there. I'm not sure. Mm. What's interesting is she was given a coffee at like 8 p.m., but then her first convulsions weren't till 5 a.m. Mm. It's still very confusing. You would have had to have had the coffee at 4 a.m. pretty much. Three or four, like in the middle of the night. Yeah, would have been very confusing. So that coffee couldn't have been the... And why would she be getting up and being like, oh, I'll drink a coffee right at, at 4 a.m.? Are there other ways? Can I talk to the doctors or some kind of medical professional? Mm. Does it definitely have to be ingested, this strychnine? Could you have injected it? No, strychnine of this sort, it definitely seems like it was ingested. But there are some things that can happen to slow down its effects, but they have no idea what could have happened in this case. Interesting. Are they saying it is possible to administer it with delayed effect? 
it is possible. It would be things like, as we've already discussed, having a huge heavy meal ha- and stuff like that. Mm. Did she have a huge heavy meal? No. Hmm. There's something missing here that I can't put my finger on. I'm trying to look at these notes and and ideas here to see. I, I want to find like a like a shining light that I can follow. All right. I want to be collecting clues to support a hypothesis, but I, but I can't think of my hypothesis that I need to disprove or prove. You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to find this, 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 this drive in the rest of this investigation. And if I can find it, even if it's wrong, I'll at least have a, a place to directly go. My thought right now, if I were to be asked, how did this murder happen? Is that Mary and Dr. Bowerstein worked together. They drugged Cynthia using her coffee, putting in some kind of sleeping draft that through his skills, through his, you know, connections as the doctor, they could easily get a hold of. She was put to sleep. She slept soundly through so they could walk in, they should go into her room at about 4am using their key, which they know unlocks all doors. Mary herself is the like she works like as a caretaker here. She knows the gardeners, so she may have because she's been working in the garden, so she would have known there was a will. She had that was probably why she was arguing about the will. Let me see it. Let me see it. I want to see the will. She knew it existed. She'd gotten to the only witnesses for the will. She could have broken into the room, discovered the will, burnt it because it says something like Mary gets nothing. What a loser. I'm not sure. Decided that killing Mrs. Inglethorpe was the best port of call. Not sure why, right? This is the issue. Surely if Mary kills Mrs. Inglethorpe with no will, what the current situation would be is that Alfred gets everything. The will situation as for what counts as everything is still really baffling because apparently like the Cavendish father, some things still hold. So John oh, might she still have had get access to her the house, and just things. no money. Well, either way, it's so very maybe, confusing. She, she may have yeah, it's, from it would this be will. odd. It would be a little bit odd, but... Then she goes in through Cynthia's room. She goes into the main room, poisons Mrs. Inglethorpe. I don't know how she gets her to wake up and drink coffee or some other bitter pill. Although we do know that Mrs. Inglethorpe had missed a dosage of her strychnine medicine, which presumably would be bitter like strychnine. You could... uh, Do we know why she missed the dose? Yes, she was out. She she was was doing stuff. She just sort of forgot in the excitement of what was happening. So on you could take that, or while she was out, you could you could add strychnine to that, swap around. Then she takes it on like the night before she dies. I just don't know. You could add you could add extra strychnine to it, right? You could you could un, you know, you could re-strychnine. You could extra strychnine, and then that's what kills her. But would she be taking that at four a.m.? I don't know. Yeah, and it would also be difficult because like adding extra strychnine to it just as a layperson would probably just be pouring in more liquid, which would just give her more separate doses to take as opposed to one superpower dose. Yes, true. There's something missing. So what do I need to look at to, to proceed with this? I've got the coffee cup being tested. I've got some other things tested. You know, you did have an instinct before. We've just been talking offhand. You did have an instinct of going to talk to a doctor. Uh, you know where Dr. Bowerstein lives. You're welcome to go and I could go and interrogate the the doctor. Let's go to the doctor's house. All right. So as you're leaving the house, a couple of things happen. First Mm. of all, you get down the stairs, straight to the front door, and Dorcas approaches you. Dorcas! Um, sirs, I've just been thinking. 
Mm. You asked me about some green fabric, and I... Yes! Oh, do you have green fabric information? Well, oh, not exactly. Just another possibility. Up in the attic, we have a costume box. Ooh. Yes, the Cavendishes and Cynthia, sometimes they would put on little costume skits. <laughs> you guys need television. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, you never know, maybe there was something green in there. Could be worth checking out. Uh, call, give me the keys, Dorcas, let me get up there. Oh, no problem. I don't even know if there is a key to it. But then let me get up there, Dorcas. Cool. I get up there. All I right. I want to have a look at this costume box. What do I find? You do not find anything green appropriate for that. However, oh. right at the bottom of it, you do find a beard. Yeah, because Ballastine is Alfred. I had this last episode. Ballastine has a beard. Oh, yeah. Someone is Alfred. Somebody's dressed up like Alfred. He's the most disguisable man the world has ever seen. Okay. All right. So, so I just... found a beard. I'm, I'm, I'm fake beard. I'm putting in big letters. Yeah, so that was just a quick little detour. Now, as you are heading down the path, leaving the house through the fancy yards, I assume like big... Wait a minute. Yeah, I stop in the middle of the fancy yard. Mm-hmm. Ballastine has a beard. Mm-hmm. What if someone wasn't pretending to be Alfred? They were really <laughs> badly pretending, pretending to be, be Ballastine and signing their name as Alfred <laughs> just they, for fun? What if they turned... No, what if... What if, what if it was Alfred pretending to, to be Ballastine? No, 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 unrelated to that. What if someone came in to the, her room at 5am saying, it's me, Dr. Ballastine, I'm here to do the medicine. Oh, I see. A totally actually, separate occasion. Just like Lawrence, it was, it was Mary just talked out like, me, I'm Dr. Ballastine, I'm here to... <laughs> oh, she looks okay, and then killed her. Mm. Sorry, I, I, came, I continued through the fancy garden. Fancy courtyard, wherever it is I was. And you know how these old British places are. There are trees all over the place. So mm. you end up taking a shortcut through some trees. And timely as it is, you hear some angry voices not far away. Oh, I hide. You do indeed. You I do. listen. Uh, sneak around. And what you hear is, I tell you, Mary, I won't have it. If, if you don't, I at least know this voice very well because I'm quite good friends with John. It's John? It's definitely John. And then... We hear Mary's voice coming through, saying, Oh, yeah, you've got any right to criticize me? Oh, it'll be the talk of the village. Oh, you're getting about with the fellow. Oh, village gossip, is it? Yes, and oh, do you know what nationality he is? Because it's 1917, so it's really important to know <laughs> sure. where someone's from. Oh, come on, it's better than just being an Englishman, etc. <laughs> Some uncomfortable phrases that I'm not repeating. Sure. Then, what? Well, uh, are you telling me, Mary, that you're going to continue to see Bowerstein against my wishes? <gasps> if I want, don't you have any friends that I disapprove of? I don't know what you mean. Oh, oh, I think you do. I don't think you've got any right to distract me about my choices of friends. And then he says, are you in love with this Bowerstein? And she just walks off. Well, too bad, Mary. I wrote in my notes, Mary loves Bowerstein. <laughs> okay. So... John says, I won't have it. Mary says, deal with it. I love Bowerstein. And John says, ah. And then Mary says, well, you got weird friends too. I mean, it seems pretty fortunate that you're on your way to see Bowerstein right now. Yeah, this fits into my theory. They did it together. It was Mary and Bowerstein. All right, so you head into town. You just happen to know the address of the apartments that he's staying at. He's usually a big fancy London doctor, so it seems to be a pretty... Temporary lodging arrangement. You go in, you find the landlady. You say, hey, can I go see Dr. Bowerstein? And she says, oh, haven't you heard? But he's dead. 
Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh. But he's been taken in. Taken in? What happened to Ballastain? He was arrested. A Jap? Oh my gosh! Land I'm gonna go find Landlady Shrugs. I'm gonna go find Ballastain! Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. If you want to try your hand at solving this murder yourself, send your current theory in to solvethismurderpod at gmail.com and you may end up on our wall of detectives. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Wit from the podcast Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.